0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about the Sixers' 42nd win of the season, their third along this five-game trip, and a big, big defensive problem that they may have going forward. We'll discuss it next right here at Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. Welcome you're locked on 76ers I'm Devon Givens from 97 5, The fanatic radio in Philadelphia alongside my co hosts Keith Pompey Sixers beat writer for the com. what's happening Keith what's good D how you been bro pretty good man live from Indiana you are as we break this down Indianapolis is it cold there man no it was actually 70 something degrees today it's crazy Wow, look at that. Now you head to Minneapolis. Well, thanks for making Locked On 76s your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76s is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. Locked on 76ers. We'll discuss the Sixers win over the Indiana Pacers, why they need to shore up their defense a little bit more, fast paced games. Sometimes these things happen, but 143 points is a lot. 79 at the half for the opponent. Is a lot. We'll get into that. We'll also talk about Jalen McDaniels again, Tobias Harris, PJ Tucker, their return for the Minnesota game tonight, and also the Timberwolves in the final segment. Off day for them on Monday. They're waiting for the Sixers. All right, Keith, 147, 143. High pace, 290 points in this game, 79 and 78 at the half. I thought they had a little bit of an advantage going into this game with a close game that. Indiana played on Sunday, defeating the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. But young legs of Indianapolis, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Nemhard, Wara, all of these players out there, they're just running. And Rick Carlisle just lets them go. I didn't expect 143 points, though, by the Sixers giving up. A win is a win. You have to have them some way on the road. It's a lot of points we're starting to see as of late between the Miami game, Pardon me, the the uh, Dallas game, and now even the Minnesota, the Milwaukee game, and now this one with one hundred and forty three points. Yeah, it
1: was a lot of points. And and the one thing as I kept looking at is, you know, in a perfect world, this would have been the game where you get out there, you blow them out, and then all of a sudden yep. you start emptying your bench, and you look at it, and you see James Harden. You know, what I mean, he shot three for. I mean, excuse me, he uh, he played thirty nine minutes and thirty two seconds. I mean, that was the most minutes of everyone. And then we're talking about the guys, 33. You know, Joel Embiid, 37 minutes. Maxie, 37 minutes. You know, uh, Jalen McDaniels, uh, 29 minutes. Shake Milton, 29 minutes. So that was a lot of minutes for these guys. Specifically for Embiid and Harden. Yeah, for yeah, for, yeah Embiid and Harden. But the thing is, like, the first game of a back-to-back, too, so so to me, that was like the main problem. But um, like you said, uh, a, a lot of points. I mean, a lot of points. It, it was crazy, man. It got to a point where the game was basically decided, you know, Doc Rivers said we made stops. But it was like there was one stretch where um, uh, Indiana Pacers just was missing shots. Like they were coming down, throwing up some crazy stuff, miss it. Sixers go down the other way and score. And then they come back and miss it, score. The Sixers went up by ten. And then all of a sudden, game over. Now, granted, they they started making shots again and made it interesting. But um, you know, this this door is a little bit misleading because they did score at the end to make it a little bit, but you yeah. know, it it was one of those things where it was like one stretch where a
0: team missed five shots in a row, and that was the difference in the game. Yeah, um, the thing, the the one thing that stood out to me. And look, again, man, you know me and the the, the viewers, the listeners. Uh, it's tough to win in the NBA 82 game schedule. Uh, you're on the road, a five game road trip. You're on the road. You know this is what, man, day eight on the road for you guys. So, as as I look at this, man. The, the thing that really got me early on was how easy it was. Straight line drives to the basket, no resistance. And look, we could talk about him being on the back end. It's not his problem when the defenders on the perimeter are letting them get by. And I mean, everybody. Tyrese Halliburton lived in the paint. Uh, Andrew Nemhard getting to the paint. Same thing for Jordan Warren. When T.J. McConnell came in, he impacted the game the way that he did, uh, as no, we really know so well here in Philadelphia. 70 points in the paint for the Sixers defense, giving that up. And again, that's not only me, when they're pulling him away from the basket because of how they're running their offense, they, they got away with one tonight where it it was one of those deals where I could see them losing this as the game is going on, they held on. So that shows you something maybe about the team getting the win. However, they need to tighten up some things.
1: Yeah, and we're talking about a team that's eight games under five hundred, and the team that, um, you know, they won the other day. I but this agree, is, a, yeah. yeah, but this is a team that just came back like a crazy. We're talking about these crazy schedules. This is a team that just completed a road trip. This is their first game back. Like again, the Sixers won the game, and and that's all that matters. They're two games now. Yeah. They're two games behind the Boston Celtics, but this is supposed to be a beatdown performance. Like it is, like this team is, the Pacers were supposed to come in tired, like upset, complaining that they had to play the Sixers tonight. But yet, and still, like you said, it was like a lot, of, it was like a track meet out there, man. It was just a track
0: meet. And, and I'll say this and then we'll move on to the next segment as the Sixers get a few players back. We think tomorrow. Uh, against Minnesota remember when the Sixers just recently had their second night of a back-to-back they took care of um, Miami and they played Dallas the second night of a back-to-back right Keith and Mm -hmm. while the Sixers were in it they eventually gave up all the points that they did 133 126 but the point of it was a lot of it was uh, when we discussed some of the issues that they had oh it was the second night of a back-to-back and look the Sixers did put up a buck 27 in the game, so it's not nothing. But when you look at that team and the Sixers trailed as much as they did, you expected the Sixers to have that same type of edge over the Pacers tonight, down, having them by 18 points or so. I think the biggest lead was 10 in the game when they got up 128, 118, after Shake Milton hit that three-pointer, they called timeout in the fourth quarter. And that was it. But look, to your point, man, a win is a win is a win. However, it's something for them to look at in the future of how to tighten things up. I heard Doc Rivers say post game key to you guys. Yeah, you know what? I-, I-, I wish the defense was much, much better. He didn't make excuses for that. And, but it basically he pointed out, we're just going to leave this one right here in the locker room and move on to Minnesota because the defensive performance was not there and it wasn't good. It wasn't good. All right, man, we'll come back. We'll get into Tobias Harris, P.J. Tucker. Uh, we we kind of talked about it yesterday. That they could miss the game. And if so, who would start in their place? Jalen McDaniels, DeAnthony Melton did get the start. Uh, Why it was important also for them, Keith, to take that load management, maybe rest day, despite the two things that had them leave the game against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get into it next. Why it's important to have them back for this game next, right here, locked on 76ers. And as you play a big game like the Sixers and, of course, the Pacers did, you need a little break. You need something, you need to recoup something there and if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories after playing 48 minutes or 40 minutes like the philadelphia point guard you gotta try built bar and they're healthy it's actually tasty they're delicious you won't think they're good for you perfect for a post-game snack what makes built bar so good well for starters they're all 100 percent chocolate real chocolate that's right 100 percent real chocolate they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie coconut almond. I'm, sh- I'm not sure how they do it, but they do it. And they only do so with 130 calories, four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now, built.com has always been the place to go to get them. Now you can get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club, making it easier for you all during your travels. How about head to your nearest Walmart today, get a four bar box, walk to the pharmacy section. That's where they are. Grab the box, cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs or if you want a bigger box you can head to sam's club 13 bar box of the hit flavors brownie batter and churro knock those off after you work out or just a quick snack while at work or maybe even when you're sitting at home after work you finally put your feet up and you can enjoy a quick treat you can thank me later with bill welcome back locked on 76ers uh, that's keith Pompey. I'm devon gibbons and we thank you for making locked on 76 is your first listen every for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast for nightly recaps of every nba game with analysis from our local experts free and available wherever you get your podcast keith tobias harris pj tucker out the anthony melton and Jalen mcdaniel's in and Jalen mcdaniel's did not disappoint with 20 points man very efficient active no play calls for him but found a way to get 20 points on the board, man. You saw a difference in his style of play. We talked about it on our podcast on Monday of how we wanted to see him a little bit more, see how it worked out for him. In a starting role, Keith, it was really good, but it was also important to get the other two rests when you have a first night of a back-to-back tonight in Indianapolis. Now you head to Minneapolis to take on Minnesota. You should have some fresh legs with Harris and Tucker.
1: Yeah, you should. I mean, the thing about Harris and Tucker, like I was told – you know, um, before the game that, you know, they weren't going to play. I was also told that, you know, it was one of those things that they were expected to return tomorrow. So, and one guy was like, knock on wood, you know, one of those things. But so, I, you know, I can see that like Tucker, I think it's definitely like, you know, as we talked about in yesterday's podcast, when I talked to him on, on uh, Monday after shoot around, he was like, well, you know, load management. So this could be a good one. So to me, even though he was saying he was questionable, to me that was kind of sort of like load management. You bring that up, that means you're going to rest, right? But, yeah, they should come back tomorrow. But the question is, is is are they going to have their full roster tomorrow? Is Joel and is James going to play tomorrow? To me, those are like major questions and things that should have been asked yesterday, but they weren't because Doc Rivers has said that he is going to, rest certain players on this trip. He also said that he's not paying attention to the uh the standings, right? So with that being said, and I even asked him, I said, but does it depend on like you know you're not paying attention, but let's say if you got a marquee game, does that mean or a good opponent? Does that mean guys are gonna play that game? And he says no. So, you know, so that's something to pay attention to tomorrow to see if these guys are going to play or not, talking
0: about Hart and the NBA. Why why I think they should play is because you have Wednesday and Thursday off. You're back home, you take on the Portland Trailblazers and you have a few days off. They'll fly back on, on Tuesday night after the game and they'll get in their beds, they'll sleep in, they'll have Wednesday off, get back on the practice floor maybe on Thursday and get ready for the game on Friday. That's why I think they should play against the minnesota timberwolves there's still seeding implications every win it matters and even though cleveland helped you with boston on monday night by beating them in overtime handing boston their third straight loss the Sixers need to keep off uh, keep uh, cleveland at arm's length and you know keep them behind them as they've won a few games in a row themselves you have the knicks creeping up you every win, every game matters. And I understand that they may have a little bit of a lead over these others, but they still have 18 games to play, 11 of which are on the road and they're not easy. So there are gonna be some losses along the way. And that's why I think it's important for them to play against Minnesota, why I think they should play. And uh, you have Wednesday and Thursday off before the game on Friday back here in Philadelphia. So that's why I think they should play. But it was also, as you talked about with the, the load management comment, That's why it's important to have them tomorrow so you can maybe not have to lean on them for close to 40 minutes and beat in Harden, but you can give them maybe a little bit closer to 30, 32, somewhere around there, and Tucker and Harris, if those injuries aren't lingering, that they should be able to give it, you know, a little extra out there on the floor themselves. And you got those young guys in Maxie and Melton and McDaniels, they can run. Paul Reed, they can run for you and, and take up, some of those minutes for you in this game yeah i agree with you 100 also you know
1: there's two things he said he's not paying attention to the standings i don't believe that 100 do I. I don't believe that like I, it sounds good to say it but i don't believe it and, and secondly you need if not he needs to pay attention because like you know right about now it looks like they may get that third seed and, I, you know, if I'm him, I want that second seed if I can't get number one. You know what I mean? Or I really want number one and let those other two teams, uh, Boston, Milwaukee, fight it out. But here's the deal, D. Like, you know, you, you, you are right about that, um, them needing to play. First of all, there's two reasons why I think they – Well, one reason why I think they need to play primarily is because they had so many injuries early on they got Jaden McDaniels trying to get him in the mix to you know uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables to whereas this team really needs to mesh and I don't really want to hear about it once the playoffs come and it's like well we didn't have we didn't work with this lineup and we didn't work with that lineup for a reason why a, lo- a certain lineup is struggling right you need to work these things out now secondly is I get it they're going to be off on Wednesday Thursday is probably going to be a practice day, right? Well, don't practice on Thursday. Like, I mean, you know, just don't practice. Like you may have some guys come in, have them get some treatment. Certain guys, if they want to, they can get up some shots. Maybe you can do film study, you know, this and that. Like what they typically do is on their shoot-around days, they typically go hard on shoot-arounds, like getting in drills, doing that earlier in the morning. So if you have to do that, do that. But again, you know, I, they can't afford to can, to slide down any further. And they need to try to go up to at least number two, but preferably number one, and you got to mesh. So, you know, I mean, you, you need to play these games because let's face it, Joe, I mean, Doc is saying what he's saying, but he's paying attention to the standings.
0: I think two is reachable. Uh, one seems a little bit out of reach in terms of my my, my opinion there. Um, anything can happen. they are only four games back in Milwaukee, so anything can happen. And they have a game against them later on. Same with Boston. That's why I thought that Boston game last Saturday was a must win because you talk about a tiebreaker situation. Mm-hmm. This is why. And um, yeah. even with that, you're two games back. You could potentially be one game back had you picked up that win last Saturday and. Then the late April game that they have, which is the fourth to last game that could again a tiebreaker. And if you have an identical record at the end, it would mean something. And in this case, it would mean something for Boston because they already have they have already won the series three nothing right now with one more game to play. So I'm with you. And uh we'll see uh, who plays and who doesn't in this game against Minnesota. They should play. They should play. Uh, all right, Keith, final one on the other side. We'll give our keys to the game tonight, not knowing who's playing, but there are still some things that need to be done in order to defeat Minnesota tonight. We'll talk about it next right here. Locked on 76ers.
1: You know, the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now that is the perfect time to download, download FanDuel America's number one sports book. Why do I think it's time to download it? And why will I tell you it's the number one sports book? Because, that's what people always say about it. Now, only joking. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bet, bets back if um, for you if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Right? Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three points range. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
0: Welcome back. Locked on 76ers. That's Keith on Pam, DeVon giving Sixers win on Monday night, 147-143, the first game of a back-to-back tonight, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves, Keith, are in sixth place in the Western Conference fighting for their playoff lives also. And uh, very curious to see uh, what you think of this one. Just quickly, Minnesota right now, sixth, they are currently in the Western Conference standings. They are 34 and 32, half game in front of the Golden State Warriors, who are occupying the fifth spot, and half a game in front of Dallas and L.A., the Clippers, for, who are currently in the seventh and eighth seed. So they're on a the three-game winning streak. They uh, they have are led by with Carl Anthony Townsend, Out Anthony Edwards, they made a trade Mike Conley is in the mix now With them, and uh, this team Is playing, you know, again, over the last Three, pretty good basketball And they are trying to make sure that they stay In the top six, Keith, and do what they need To do, so what are some key matchups for you Here tonight of them, uh, looking for Them to play against the Sixers You know,
1: I I think, you know, right now You you can't let Ant-Man Anthony Edwards Have a phenomenal game you cannot allow him to to come out there and, and try to get a bunch of points to to beat you. I mean, it's going to be a little hard. Um, you know, it's funny. Can you imagine if if uh, Jalen um, McDaniel starts again? He'll probably start against his brother, yeah. who's the uh, you know a starting forward there. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think whoever is guarding Anthony Edwards. You cannot allow him to get off. And the thing is, let's face it, if they go up with this normal starting lineup with Tobias, with um, uh, uh, P.J. Tucker, Embiid, Harden, Maxie, I'm I'm a little concerned about what Anthony Edwards is going to do, right? But if you take away that lineup, I mean, take away whoever's guarding him, the one that you always pay attention to is, Rudy Gobert and Joel Embiid, you know, there was a time once early on when Rudy Gobert used to shut down Embiid. That hasn't been the case for a while, for at least a couple of years now. So, you know, those are the two things that I would like to pay attention to.
0: Yeah. Edwards is the one really, especially with Towns out making his first all-star team this season uh, with Towns out, he's the guy. He's the franchise guy. And even with Towns back, my opinion, he's the franchise player now going forward with all due respect to Karl-Anthony Towns. Edwards is just that guy. So uh, the matchup of Embiid and, and Gobert, I agree with you. That's another reason to play, man. Go out there and dominate this dude like you always do. Get up for this game and uh, and eliminate him. And, and then I need to see it bounce back a little in terms of the offensive production from James Harden. He had 20 points, so he made up for it with his poor shooting 3-4-11. Uh, But I'd like to see him against this team where you might have Mike Conley on him. I mean, Conley can't defend Tyrese Maxey. So it's Conley going to be on Harden and Conley's not the same defender as he used to be. That point guard matchup is going to be important for me uh, to see where that goes. And also Kyle Anderson, man, he all, he finds a way to just impact the game and help them out. Yeah, exactly. He can lull you to sleep and very curious to see that one. So, Protect the basketball. They didn't turn the ball over a lot last night, Keith, but they turned it over enough where the, um, uh, who was it? The, uh, who did they just, who did they just, Indiana, where they were able to get points off the turnovers. And then again, stop the line drives, man. You talk about Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Stop those line drives to the basket undeterred. Stop them. They, they cannot be as easy as they were against Indiana. Cannot, cannot. Yeah yeah, they need to, they need to do something
1: because, you know, Ant-Man, I mean, that lineup, like I'm looking at, you know, with slow-mo, you know, Jaden McDaniels. I mean, you know, you, you look at it and initially you say to yourself like, okay, this team made a trade. They got rid of people, but then when you, or, and people are hurt, but when you look at these names, you say to yourself, okay, well, maybe they're not as bad as I thought they were going to be, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, you know, they just got to handle their business. And, um, and we, and we both agree to the
0: people who they need to shut down. You know? Yep, absolutely. Well, listen, man, tomorrow we'll break it all down. We'll get into it of, of how this one played itself out and see if the Sixers can, in this five-game road trip with uh, four wins, maybe not the five games that they swept the previous five-game trip, but this would be pretty good, Keith. Number one, I thought they would only need three, but you have an opportunity to take four here. Be greedy. Go take that four. Well, heck, yeah. I mean, can you imagine, like, when they first went
1: on this trip, people were like, oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. Because they lost to Boston and
0: Miami. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now now look at Boston. (laughs) Again, that game means something. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And, uh, again, tomorrow we'll get back with you and break things down. Uh, the final score between the Sixers and Timberwolves. But now make your second list in Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith can let the good folks know where they can find us. Yep, wherever you get your
1: podcast at, make sure you go and get this Locked On 76ers podcast. What you do is go to the YouTube channel and then you click on the Liberty Bell and you know you become a subscriber. My man D is pulling the shift just like he did yesterday. D will be working from 6 p.m. to midnight on a pre- and a post-game show, so make sure you listen to him before the game and then right after the game. Go back to him, and then you'll get my man breaking it down. Follow on Twitter at DivineG975. Follow me on Twitter at uh, on Sixers, and read my articles about uh, – last night's coverage, and tonight's coverage at inquire.com.
0: We thank you all for hanging out with us on this Tuesday, getting ready for this game tonight. Let's see if they get it done. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss it. Thank you all. Thanks, Keith. Peace, man.